Good morning, everybody. Shall we worship together? Would you stand and sing with us? Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Give me heed to what we say. Jesus Christ is born today. Ox and lamb before him bow, and he is in the manger now. Christ is born today. Christ is born today. Good Christian men rejoice with heart and soul and Jones, and we are blessed that you have joined us that you may experience the coming of Christ this Advent season. If you are a first-time guest, please let us know by filling out the blue card in the pew pockets. You can return them by placing them in the offering plates or in the giving box in the Welcome Center. There are also yellow prayer cards, and we would love to be able to pray with you. Simply fill out the card and place it in the giving box in the Welcome Center. And now I have a few announcements. We want to give a big thank you to everybody who helped set up or participated in our live nativity, the journey to Bethlehem last night. Set up, tear down, actors, runners, cookie providers, and servers, thank you. If you had anything to do with live nativity last night, would you please stand? Also, FYI, the church office will be closed the week after Christmas. 
And now Jesse Spina, our Director of Christian Education and my best friend, has some announcements of her own. Oh, I love you. <laughs> Good morning, church family. Just a reminder that our children's fundraiser is still running today, um, and I wanted to thank you all for your support. Last week, we took in over $200 towards children's ministry events next year and things that we need to help accomplish, like getting a straight shape structure put on our playground. So we really appreciate your support. The ornaments are being sold for $4 a piece if you'd like to purchase one. Every ornament sold, we are donating to somebody in a local care facility or a homebound uh, member of our congregation. We were going to go caroling. And I thought we were clear of COVID. I thought it would be a good year for us to go caroling as we delivered ornaments. But I have not been able to coordinate that with a single care facility. So we will still be dropping off the Christmas spirit for them, but we will not be coordinating children going to sing, which is unfortunate. But we, we still get to spread that cheer and complete the mission of letting know our community know that we love them, right? throughout this holiday season, and your support of our children's ministry does that, so thank you. If you have littles attending any service between now and New Year's, I just wanted to let you know that we do have nursery care available for them, for kids four and below. Thank you. And now, the Jones family is going to light the Advent candles. Good morning. Good morning. We have lit three candles one for hope, one for peace, and one for joy. May these candles remind us to light our lives with the creative power of hope. May they teach us the peace that comes from God's justice and fill us with the kind of joy that cannot be contained but must be shared. Today we light the candle of love. There is no greater power than love. It is stronger than rulers and empires, stronger than grief or despair, stronger even than death. We love because God loves us. The candle of love signifies that love of God that surrounds us and fills us at all times, but that we recognize in a special way in the Christmas story. May God pre prepare our hearts to be transformed as we walk in the light of Christ. Amen. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 6, and you can find that on page 624 in your pew Bible. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you please pray with me? Teach us to love, O Lord. May we always remember to put you first as we follow Christ's footsteps so that we may know your love and show it in our lives. As we prepare for our celebration of Jesus' birth, also fill our hearts with love for the world that all may know your love and the one whom you have sent, your Son, our Savior. Amen.
your holiness, for you are holy. Breath of heaven, breath of heaven. of heaven. Thank you, Christy. Well, since there's stuff in my way of my children's sermon, how rude. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'd like to invite the kids to come forward and sit on the front pew if you'd like to join us up here. Hey, dude. You want to stay right there? You can stay right there. We're going to stand. We're going to talk for a minute about, do you guys know what changes? Oh, did we knock a tennis ball out? Let's leave those there. Hey, guys. Boys, sit. Thank you. Miss Jessie didn't think that one out. We're going to sit in the second pew next time. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Let's sit. I'm going to stand right here. Those are for people to not trip and fall because you know what? We're silly and we have screws in our floor. Did you know that? And they're there so that the pews stay in place. But when we take a pew out, then there's screws there and it's kind of dangerous. So we put tennis balls over it to make sure nobody trips. Yeah? So that's an example of what my children's sermon is about. We're going to talk about change today, guys. Woo! Focus! Focus! Have you... (laughs) Have you guys had to deal with any change in your lives? No? Yes? We're about to have a change in seasons. Did you guys know it's not winter yet? Winter starts this week. Isn't that weird? It feels like winter, right? It's still fall. And our bodies are constantly growing and changing. What we It is cold. It was cold this morning. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. All right. Change is constantly happening in our lives. It's always around us, right? And sometimes that can be scary, especially when we get to the holiday seasons and all of a sudden our regular schedules are all out of whack, right? We're not in school, which could be fun, but maybe we don't know what to do with ourselves at home. Maybe we have family staying with us that's not normally there. Maybe we're seeing friends that we don't see all the time. And even all those, those things are fun, it's still change, right? And it can make us feel a little bit off. But there's one thing in your lives, guys, that I want to let you know is never, ever going to change. Do you know what that is? God's love. That is exactly it, Neep. God's love and God's promises to us will never, ever change. God's word will always be the same. Every time you go to read it, it will always be the same. And we can always trust the promises that show us God's love. Every time you see a rainbow in the sky that tells us what? God's never going to flood the earth again. That same promise he made to Noah, who was part of his family, right? And when you look up at the stars in the sky, you see the promise that he made to Abraham, that his descendants would be greater than those stars. We are part of those descendants today. I know when I brush my daughter's hair, I'm reminded of the passage of Scripture that tells me God knows me better than I know myself because he knows the number of hairs on my head. That's pretty intense, guys. I don't know the number of hairs on my head. God knows me better than I do. And I know when I see kindness and love in the world that I'm seeing the promise that Jesus gave us, the promise that God loves us all of the time, that he is with us 
All of that. I'm sure there's more than a thousand. All right, let's pray. You guys ready? Let's bow our heads, fold our hands, close our eyes. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you for never changing, for keeping your promises, and for your steadfast eternal love. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to go down the center aisle and take the chaos to worship. Center aisle. Center aisle. Have fun. My name is Cheryl Broom, and I am the senior pastor here, and I am so glad to be at Holotus Hills United Methodist Church. As is our tradition, we pass the mic around for you to give us your prayer request. I'll record the prayer request and share those with our prayer team, who prays here on Monday night and on our Facebook prayer team as well. When we have a prayer that needs our prayers, we say, Lord, hear our prayers. And when we have a praise, we say, Lord, hear our praise. It'll sound an awful lot like what it sounds like out there in the Welcome Center. What joyful noise that we have this morning. So if you have a prayer request, will you raise your hand and say your name and the name of those you're praying for so I can write those down. Uh, Both a prayer and a praise. um, Between Christmas and New Year's, our son will be moving from Dallas to Austin, so he'll be a little closer to home. And uh, just prayer for, for that move and everything goes smoothly. What's your son's name? Christian. Christian. Lord, hear our prayers. I'm asking uh, for prayers for my brother Jim. He lives in Chicago. He's having a hard time uh, throwing off COVID for the second time now. So um, he, needs, he needs our prayers. Jen in Chicago fighting COVID. Lord, for the second time, Lord, hear our prayers. Hey, good morning, everyone. Um, I would just like to ask for prayers for our young family um, as we transition um, with a new job and then the holiday season, being away from family, and then things going on in our personal lives. But um, time and time again, uh, Jesus is there for us. God is there for us. And I'm just so thankful for that. Lord, hear our our prayers. Uh, Yes, I'd like to ask prayers for my son Daniel and his family. His wife had her wallet stolen last week, and people basically cleaned out their bank account. And a week before Christmas, so. Lord, hear our prayers. I would like to lift um, the devastating storms that have gone on through the United States with lots of damage and trouble for folks that God would be with them and help them rebuild. Lord, hear our prayers. I want to lift before you services for Irene, which will be on January 13th with internment at Fort Sam at 1130, and a memorial service will be held here at 2.30 that day and a reception to follow. I think they're going to have a high tea reception in honor of a beautiful woman, beautiful life. Lord, hear our prayers. Also hospitalized this week, Reagan, and with surgeries, Karen and Barbara, and we're praying for healing and good reports for Carol. Lord, hear our prayers. 
And now let's just take a few moments to go in the silence of our own prayers, and then I'll pray and we'll close with the Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. O God, who shapes our dreams, you are near to us in our dreams. Thanks be to you for giving us a new dream and a future beyond our imagination. O God, the miracle maker, you're near when we cannot see your will, when miracles seem far from us, and when the impossible becomes possible. Thank you for making miracles appear all around us, even when we do not see them or recognize your hand in every miracle. O oh God, the divine one, thanks be to you for your patience, for your persevering grace, for giving us infinite chances. O oh come, O oh come, Emmanuel, source of our hope and our peace and our joy and our love. We ask that you would hear our prayers and supplications even as you make your way once more into the world. Strengthen us with your steadfast presence and saving grace. For all this we ask in the name of Jesus as we pray the prayer he taught his disciples, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. There was an anonymous post on the internet last year that said this, Christmas is weird. What other time of year do you sit in front of a dead tree and eat candy out of your socks? Yeah, and then I started thinking about it too. And how weird is it that we find a stranger in a red suit sit on his lap and share our deepest desires and wishes? Kind of weird. And then there are other weird Christmas traditions that, can you think of any? There's a German tradition where you put a pickle, you hide it somewhere on your Christmas tree. Yeah, you know that one? And whoever finds the pickle gets an extra gift. You didn't know that one? Yeah, it's pretty weird. And some people will put presents in strange places like shoes or socks and put them on the chimney with care. Christmas seems to be a bundle of weird stories, contradictions, and absurdities. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest with you, outright lies. Do you, I want to make sure the kids kind of cover your ears, or I don't want to spoil anything for you. I don't want to burst your bubble. But I'm going to ask your parents a question, and your adults here. Do you remember when you learned the truth about Santa Claus? Okay, I see some faces. I remember. Santa's not real. I didn't say that, Jenny. Okay. 
But I remember when I heard about Santa Claus and it hurt, it hurt my feelings and it was confusing and it was a big disappointment. I was disappointed mostly by learning that my parents had duped me. The people I trusted the most had perpetrated this story and I believed it with all my heart. And when I found out the truth, well, it hurt. Christmas is weird. But if we Christians will live according to Christ and his teachings, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. We could accept Santa as just fun and a person created by marketing to sell more presents on a day that is not our birthday or really Jesus' birthday either. Now, if we want to make a Christian holiday, if we want to stay true to the scriptures, then you'll do what I do, which is celebrate Epiphany. Epiphany is when the wise men, the kings from the Orient, brought gifts to baby Jesus and offered to him not rattles and diapers or blankets or even formula. They offered him frankincense, myrrh, and gold. What an interesting thing. Now, I told the folks in the office, sorry, Jenny, don't expect any Christmas gifts from me because I like to give Epiphany gifts. It's true, and I like it for another reason, and I think we need to just co-op Christmas and go right for Epiphany because everything's like 50 to 70% off. Isn't that the much smarter thing to do? Let's do Epiphany, and if you come to church on January the 8th, 7th, 8th, then we are going to celebrate Epiphany together, the time when gifts were given to Christ Jesus in his honor. Now, the Advent season, this whole season that we've been celebrating, we focused on putting Christ back in Christmas. We began the Advent journey four Sundays ago. The first Sunday in Advent was the theme of hope. And we hung the greens, and you came into church, and it was beginning to feel a lot like Christmas. Thank you. Nobody sang it, though, Jenny. For the church, that was the official beginning of the Advent season. And then the second Sunday of Advent, the theme was peace. And here we studied John the Baptist, which is kind of a weird scripture for peace, but he taught us the peace found in repentance. And his baptism of repentance brought people peace and love. And then the third Sunday, last Sunday, was the Advent theme of joy. Joy to remind us that we are to consciously and purposely make our lives ready in joyful awaiting of the coming of Christ. That's the excitement of Christmas. Now, little kids have different excitement about Christmas. We adults, we are excited as we wait for the coming of Jesus Christ yet again. And not in the form of a baby, but the renewal of Christ's coming, both in our lives and in our realities. Come, Lord Jesus. And we do that with joy, bursting with joy as we wait. This is the fourth Sunday of the Advent season. And today our theme is love. Love is awaiting um, as we celebrate the coming of Christ. And the sermon today is all is ready. We have done everything we can possibly do. We have waited long enough, and now we are ready for Jesus Christ. So let's see what our scripture lesson teaches us today about being ready, about the birth story as we read from Matthew chapter 1, 
verses 18 through 25. If you'll turn to page 877 in your pew Bible, you can read along with me. Now, the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When Mary, his mother, had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did what the angel had commanded him and took her as his wife. He had no marital relations with her until she had borne a son, and he named him Jesus. This is the word of God for the people of God. I wonder, how would you react if an angel of God appeared to you and announced, the Lord is coming. Emmanuel, God with us. He's going to arrive at your house next Saturday. Would you be ready? No. I had a clean. That's very funny. Y'all can't hear Jenny's commentary, can you? I can't, so if I just crack up, you're going to know. Jenny said she wouldn't be ready because she'd have to clean the house. So, I want to tell you a story of a royal visitor who came in February of 2020 and visited the West Midlands, not West Texas, but Midland Islands. And on the day of his visit, he went to the Alms House, and that was a sheltered house apartment complex for people who had been formerly homeless. There, the Prince of Wales, who is now the King of England, has he been coronated yet? Okay, he's this close to being the king of England, went and visited the almshouse. He had an opportunity to meet residents who welcomed him into their homes. The next day after his visit, a man who lived there told his friends, I never expected him, nor did my wife. The house was untidy, I hadn't washed. We will never forgive ourselves. If we had known he was coming, we should have been ready for him. Does that sound like a story for us? We know he's coming. How can we be ready? And at this time of year, we are prone to rush around and dust and clean and shop and make ready for Christmas celebrations. But I wonder how many of us are ready for Jesus to visit our homes. That's a shocking thought. I don't think I could ever clean enough to have the house prepared for a visitor of that nature, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. John Wesley was asked once what he would do if he knew the Lord would return the, that same time the next day. And he said, in effect, I would go to bed, go to sleep, wake up in the morning, and go on with my work. For I would want him to find me doing exactly what he had appointed. 
Of course, over the past few weeks of Advent, we've been talking about being ready, being ready for the coming of Jesus. And I don't mean shopping and baking and parties of the season. I mean being ready in our spirits, being ready in our souls. Are you ready for the gift of God's love made flesh, love that came to dwell with us, to save us, to love us back to life? What if Jesus came to visit you today? When Joseph heard that God's love made flesh was coming in the form of a baby, he must have been conflicted. At first, he didn't know that the child was from the Holy Spirit. And maybe he believed that Mary had been unfaithful to him, dishonoring both their families. They were betrothed, which at that time, and even now in the Jewish tradition, means in effect they are de facto married. The betrothal was just just as legally binding as a marriage and could only be ended by divorce. According to the law, From Deuteronomy, chapter 22, verses 13 through 30, the law says he had the right to have her stoned to death for having been pregnant outside of marriage. But being a righteous man, he was unwilling to expose Mary to public disgrace, to the death sentence that the law would have afforded her. And he decided to dismiss her quietly. Joseph showed mercy and compassion towards Mary, and he had resolved to end their betrothal without submitting her to public humiliation. Yet God had other plans. An angel appeared before Joseph in a dream and told him, don't be afraid, take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. The angel further said, Mary will bear a son, and Joseph was to name him Jesus. The Greek form of the Hebrew word Yeshua, Joshua, which means he saves, for he will save his people from their sins. The name Emmanuel, meaning God with us, also highlights the central theme of this gospel account, that Jesus is God, and he bears the same saving presence among us. Now, when Joseph wakes up, he does exactly as he was instructed to do in his dream. He takes Mary as his wife, and she bears him a son, and he names the son Jesus, adopting him as his own and grafting him into the royal family tree, the family of David, yet again to fulfill the scripture accounts of the coming of the Messiah. Joseph, being righteous, risk disobedience to the letter of the law in order to respond to God's call. He risked shame and scandal, taking Mary to be his wife, adopting her son as his own. In doing so, he travels an uncertain path that challenges normal conventional notions of righteousness. Just as his adopted son Jesus will do, God was making a way in the world already for Jesus. And God is with us when all is ready. Through Jesus the Messiah, God is at work, even now, restoring lives in unexpected ways. People often find Jesus when they're in the middle of a personal or community crisis. Disasters and disappointments may act to bring us new clarity and 
faithfulness to God about our call, just like it did with Joseph. We may have to rethink long-held rules and traditions that obstruct mercy and no longer serve God's purposes. We may be called outside our comfort zones and led down uncertain paths for the sake of God's righteousness. Often that's where Jesus meets us, on that road, and we are asked to welcome him. Welcome him in our homes. Welcome him in our hearts. Welcome him in every situation. I wonder, are we ready for this unexpected visitor? I pray that when Jesus comes, that all will be ready in my heart and home. And I pray that you will be ready too. Amen? Amen. Amen. Your giving empowers ministry within our congregation and in response to the needs of our community. It is not too late to turn in your 2023 pledge cards. Cards are available in the Welcome Center, and you may place your card in the giving box there. Please see your HHUMC bulletin or the webpage to see the many ways you can give. And now I'm supposed to tell you why I give. Um, this church is my second home. Um, it's, it's a running joke that I should probably have a cot set up someplace because it seems like I never leave. Um, but it is. It's, it's my second home. I, I give my time to uh, volunteer for the workdays, and I give my talents to sing in the choir and ring handbells, and I give my prayers because you guys are my family. Um, so, giver of all good gifts, bless the offering we make, a small token to all the blessings you have poured down on us. In our human weakness, you gave the greatest gift of all, Emmanuel, your presence with us in Jesus the Christ. Not just a presence, but an invitation through him to be your children and heirs to your kingdom. May our gifts Hymns, prayers, and promises help us realize the, ki the kingdom in our hearts and in our world. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Will the ushers please come forward to receive the offering? I'm going to pray over this offering, and then we'll sing the doxology together. Almighty and awesome God, we give you thanks and praise for the gifts given by these people who love you and wish to serve you with their lives, their gifts, their service, their presence, and their witness. We praise you, Lord, and ask that you would multiply the use of this, your resources, for the benefit of your kingdom. We pray this all in the name, mighty and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Will you stand, embody your spirit, and let us sing the doxology together. blessing for you guys to come in at nine o'clock this morning to worship God together with us. And I am so grateful that you are here. 
And I invite you to share with us in discipleship of this church by saying the mission together, and then we will go on our way. And we're early. What do you think, Kathy? Should we just stay longer and keep talking? Or <laughs> She said no. Okay, let's say our mission together. The mission, mission of Holotus Hills United, United Methodist Church, Church is, is to make, make new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. world. So people be ready. Jesus is coming. And he doesn't care if your house is clean. He cares if your heart is clean. Amen? Amen. May you go forth in the blessing of this benediction that God would indeed come and visit you this year in your home and in your heart, that you might go forth from here sharing the light of Jesus Christ with others in this dark world who desperately need it. Go forth in peace. Amen.